0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. pack Podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack A Day Podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Matt Frelick, alongside me, once again, the wonderful Jan- Janelle Mackey to break down an injury report as we preview the Packers versus Panthers. Christmas Eve game, Janelle. A little treat, maybe for you. Noon game in Carolina. Um, some might say a treat. Some might say absolutely like maybe like a root canal. I've never had one, but if it's anything in you know correlation or a parallel to what the defensive performance looked like last week or even how the team looked overall, uh, potentially could be a dental appointment for your Christmas Eve, but you know, your thoughts going into this game and where we currently sit at the injury report. I know you left work early. Actually, you took the entire day off to go through the injury report because it was so lengthy, you
2: said.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like reading a novel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I when you look at it on your phone, like when you go to uh, like the Packers website and you have to scroll, it's always very disheartening. <laughs> I had the Just, same experience.
1: Yeah. I had the same experience. I had to turn my phone uh, horizontal. Would that be landscape yeah. mode to actually see everything in the proper status situation? So, yeah, not great.
3: Yeah, it's, uh you know, but at this point, I feel like we're used to it. You know, we've been doing injury report for a while. So, like, I feel like we've kind of grown accustomed to seeing um, a very lengthy injury report for our team. But what we did notice here is that there are a lot of uh game statuses already in play which usually we don't see a lot of those when we're recording here on Friday going into you know Saturday's episode um so that also is kind of where you know there's a lot of you know some positivity where it's like yeah there's a lot of guys on here but there's a chance that a lot of them still end up playing um but right now there's a lot of DNPs LPs just like very few full practices from guys who are on this list it looks like If I just do a quick scroll here, the only guy who was a full practice participant today was Caleb Jones. Everybody else on this report was limited practice or did not practice. So um, that kind of gives you a little clarity. And it's like, you know, maybe because they look at the Panthers as a lesser opponent, uh, maybe – they feel the need to rest guys a little bit more. Um, so that's a possibility, but at this point, there is no lesser opponent for the Packers. Um, you know, you can go out and beat the Chiefs, but then you lose to the Giants. So everybody needs to be taken seriously. So that's just, you know, you can speculate all you want, but yeah, it's very, very concerning when most of the guys, um, on this list are limited practice or did not practice. So I don't know, kind of, a. Makes it hard for positive people like me to be prepared for a game on Sunday.
1: Definitely, 19, 19, 19 individuals on this on this injury report, and you know we range from like someone like you said, Caleb Jones, to someone like an Aaron Jones, to guys in between, a Robert Rochelle or T.J. Slayton. But it's still nineteen people, nineteen players that are still banged up. And great observation. There's a lot from of starters
3: you. on the list. What's that? There's a lot of starters yeah. on this list too. Yeah. And so. it's like, it was
1: like some of the same ones from last week when I did the episode. it's like, it seems like it, and it's been consistent. We know how that works, right? Whether it's a certain type of injury, it's going to go away, but like a thumb injury, Aaron Jones still has that with his questionable. I know the back injury has been massively um, problematic or slash shoulder for Jair as he's had it throughout this year. We know Devondre Campbell with his, some of his words they took to uh, the internet this weekend, you know, he's still batting with a neck, but uh, Good observation from you, though, saying like, you know, at least they have some designations because we've had a lot off, you know, more often than not where it's, you know, whether they're full, limited, out for a game, whatever, we don't really know what's going into the week there. I remember a couple weeks ago, I want to say there's like seven or eight guys on the injury report, maybe 10, and there's only like two with designations So it's like, we're still waiting to figure out what the hell happens from 48 hours from now. or whatever the amount of time like it's it's frustrating um you're in, to your point about the you know going on the road to the Panthers a lesser opponent there might be some merit to that I want to say the they did that if I can recall the way they ran the injuries was around that um around Thanksgiving like with the Chargers and then playing at Detroit they kind of had some of that gamesmanship maybe to the rest of guy a little bit longer and we saw how that worked versus Detroit they came out. Super hot, very healthy. A lot of guys stepped up at this point. I'm not necessarily so sure how much of the range of a lesser opponent is. Now, I think the Panthers probably are the worst team in the league right now, which is, which is, I don't think that much of a hot take. But, you know, mind you, between the Giants, Tampa Bay, Carolina, we'll omit Minnesota right now, although they're kind of falling to the wayside and Chicago, like. All of those are teams I would almost put in the same bucket, but I would say Carolina is a a tier below. But it's there's no guarantees as we know. I mean, they the Buccaneers, uh, a Florida team, came into Lambeau last week. Baker Mayfield set ridiculous statistics records that were dating back to the 90s with Randall Cunningham and a perfect passer rating. A Florida team does that, but now we have to go on the road to Carolina team that truly has nothing to play for other than trying to make sure that offense can be, you know, cognizant reputable going into the this next year with Bryce young. And we'll see how that works, but let's get into the injuries a little bit more Janelle for us. And I'm just going to kind of go through them. We're going to on the defensive side of the ball today. Uh, kind of flip flop once in a while, but Jair Alexander shoulder limited all week questionable. Um, Matt LaFleur was quoted as saying he's hopeful Jair er plays, which is a, a weird thing. Um, I was watching and listening to, um, pack day podcast, the, uh, the happy hour version Andy just had earlier this afternoon and thought the the certain word hopeful seems like a strange word to use when it's a player. Optimistic generally used. Doubtful. Hopeful is strange to me, so we'll see what happens with that, but I'm not putting much merit into it. we're seeing 23 on the defensive side of the ball. Devondre Campbell, as already kind of alluded to, and we've covered this a few times this week on Packaday and across all of our socials that had some choice words about playing through an injury. Um, you know, I understand that Devondre, it's difficult, especially as a veteran trying to hold your spot down. It, it sucks. He, this isn't the first time Mr. Campbell or his wife or family members have taken to Twitter and, or X and said some things. We'll see what he, ha- he does, but he is a DNP with a neck. He's out. We'll see what happens. Honestly, through the rest of his career with the Packers and see how that t- continues to progress. On one of the bright spots last, last week, Janelle, can Kinsley and um, he was limited with a toe all week, but has no injury designation. We saw number 55 having a pretty good game last week, and I was really, really pleased to see how he performed. Mm-hmm. Um, going, going back a little bit to the secondary, Rudy Ford, back injury, didn't practice or it was not listed Wednesday and Thursday. And you and I and Eli have gotten comfortable enough to say, you know, Rudy Ford, probably that not listed, isn't a veteran rest thing. More than likely, he probably had some reps off to the side by himself, if I had to guess, but he was limited on Friday. Questionable going into this weekend. Continuing into the defensive backfield, Jonathan Owens. Knee injury, limited participant all week. No designation. That's great. Another safety. I feel like we've done this a lot. Shoulder, (laughs) DNP, Darnell Savage. He's out. Um, I honestly think that he battled through that injury for a few weeks when he came back versus that Giants or versus the Giants, versus the Giants, and had that hit on Danny Devito, Tommy Devito, whatever you want to call him. That kind of aggravated it even more, and we saw him go to the sideline that game, and he really hasn't been right since, from my observation. So that's disappointing. Yeah. TJ, TJ, Go ahead.
3: You could just see in his emotions that he knew. So yeah, and that's it's like frustrating to see. Like. You- like you you know that they want to be out there so it's like when they are battling through those injuries and they can like feel it getting aggravated it's like you just kind of like feel it in your soul a little bit like you can you can see the passion that they want to be out there and i think a lot of that too is like why i don't believe the conspiracies about guys like wanting to sit out or anything like that because it's like in those moments you can see that these guys really want to play so in when you get when you actually like see kind of those emotions and those frustrations come out like we did um, that always kind of like hits hard a little bit because it's like it really shows, you know, they just want to be out there balling and playing the game they love. And a lot of these guys have had really aggravating long-term injuries that they just can't shake. So hopefully a lot of these guys can kind of turn a corner here soon. But, you know, guys like Savage, it, it's just like you just feel bad for him after a while.
1: Definitely. And like you knew you could see that hit that he put on DeVito. It's like not a business decision hit it's like hey i'm going to try to jar this ball loose from this quarterback who's been running around on us it didn't work and he paid the price right i mean it's yeah i think it's it's like you know you see in red right you're seeing you're like a you're like a shark in water smelling blood it's like i'm seeing a quarterback running down the field i cannot wait to hit him and it's like maybe it works maybe it doesn't and he hung onto the ball continued to play well that game and it, savage ultimately paid the price but like you said definitely savage i can't speak for the rest of the players on this team because i do think um <clears throat> allude to those any further but Darnell Savage definitely not one of them um, he's stepped up this year and battled through some injuries and I respect him a- a wholeheartedly for that another player on the defensive side TJ Slayton knee and a foot limited all week questionable he's stepped up really really well the last couple of weeks I've really really seen probably since Thanksgiving maybe a week or two before 93 has been an absolute beast up the middle really fun to watch um, it's, it's exciting I don't know if we have a, a nickname yet for TJ Slayton but he deserves one at this point uh, I'd love to see what he has done. And then Quay Walker, shoulder injury, limited participant all week. Somewhat concerning based off of where Devondre Campbell is with that neck. Quay maybe goes down with that shoulder throughout the game. He has no designation yet, but if he were to go down, Isaiah McDuffie becomes the de facto starting interior backer. And I honestly don't even remember who our fourth linebacker is at that point. Um Doesn't really matter to me once we get to that point in the game. So we'll see what happens with them, obviously. And then one other one I missed, uh, Robert Rochelle, neck injury, not listed Wednesday, Thursday, limited on Friday. We'll see if he plays, but he's currently questionable. That is it as I scroll to make sure I don't miss anything else um, from the defensive side of the ball. Do you know any takeaways from the defensive side? It seems like pretty consistent guys that have had some of the same injuries. Um, I would say that my biggest takeaway, as I, you know, answer the question I asked you would be Eric Stokes not being on this list. No, that answer. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. So that, that's a cool it, it was it's optimistic. Like the first week he came back, right? Played special yeah. teams this week at least he did something. So that is no, another I mean, one. I think that's a, a slam dunk, right?
3: I was thinking the same thing where it's like all these injuries, but Eric Stokes who you know has really struggled to even come off IR to see him yeah. not on this report after going out and playing a full game and yeah you you could tell that he maybe was, you know, missing some plays or behind a step and stuff like that, but just to know that he's not on this list and that he is truly, you know, at 100% as far as we know, that's really promising, especially when so many of his um the guys who play right next to him are on this list and hurt and maybe not playing, maybe they're already out really banged up. So, for him to be able to come back at a really crucial time like this is huge and you know, I think he'll he'll kind of get back up to speed and have to brush some dust off. It's been a while for him, but I think it's really promising to know that he's not on this list. So, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of talk about the guys on the list, but when somebody comes back from injury and they are not on the list at all, that is definitely huge because most of the team is currently on the list. So, um, and then just kind of like you mentioned, Enegbare, who has really stepped up um, when needed. I know he's on the list, but He's been huge, so hopefully he can continue to play. And uh, Lucas Van Ness, who's been huge, he's not on this list, but guys are stepping up where they need to. Um, I think this defense has a lot more potential and is a lot better than what we've been seeing. So hopefully, uh, you know, it's just kind of a next man up. And I think that they they have done a lot better considering, you know, who is out, who is injured, who is maybe playing not at full speed and 100%. So um I know that there's a lot of really important names on this list, which is unfortunate, but I think that the, the Packers defense has done a good job of kind of next man up. So hopefully they can just kind of, um you know, work out those kinks that we're seeing. And I won't name any names for, you know, some reasons why maybe this defense isn't succeeding, but I just think that there is a lot of good potential. Um, and a lot of these guys who are on the injury report, probably will play um, if they don't have a designation right now. I think that they're, that's, you know, a good sign. Um, so hopefully, if not, I think there's a lot of good veterans who can kind of help out those young guys as
1: well. I agree. That's, that's well said. And I think as I answered your question and took yeah, the Eric did. Stokes one, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, tendency to do that. Uh, the Eric Stokes, it's really good. Like, you know, they alluded to the broadcast last week, how they were, couple drives or series, whatever you want to call it. He was off the field, which is great. And I think that's totally fine. They mentioned just getting his cardio back and you know game speed, which is fine. But, but the fact that he's not listed as a massive W and you mentioned guys like Lucas Van X or Nick Bari or, you know, I already mentioned Isaiah McDuffie guys that can step up, that's great. It's amazing. You know, it does come a certain point where it's like, okay, we are depleted. We need to get healthier. But You know, another one I'm even noticing as we wrap here is like Keyshawn Nixon, not listed. I feel like the last month he's been on the injury report, so good to not see him there. Albeit he hasn't been super productive, but that defense has had some challenges and um, pretty impressed as we get around the 15 minute mark here. We haven't mentioned Joe Barry's name, and I will just (laughs) say Joe Barry's name, and we'll see what happens going forward. Um, I can't imagine he is retained after this season. Um, At this point, why would you? Why would you uh, release him, fire him, et cetera, um, before the end of the season? It seems like it would have happened last week, and it hasn't. But we'll see what we'll see what continues. I, I think you know, long-term, Janelle, looking past this offseason, maybe even into like 2025, what sort of um, quality of players they still have in that defense. Do they still have some of those high-caliber first-round picks? I think it'll be interesting. Assumably, they move away from Joe Barry, the roster turns over, et cetera. That's way down the line. Um, it'll be think episode about
0: you know,
3: it Go is ahead. good though, that they do have like kind of a solid three and Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, and Preston Smith, who you know, despite everybody else on this list, they are really holding their ground. I think that they are a big reason why that line can find some success with the younger guys, you know, guys like Van Ness, like I had mentioned, and Agari, and, and who. Um, are able to kind of find that success. I think it's because they have kind of like a solid three there who um, they kind of take away a lot of pressure from other guys. So I think that just those three being able to do what they do and, um, you know, I know Rashawn Geary having a really good season coming off an injury for them to all be consistently there and present. I think that is also huge for that line, considering the injuries that they've kind of had around them.
1: Hundred percent, and you mentioned. I mean, we could go even further here. It's fine. Like Luke Van Ness, and you talk like Koya Walk. I mean, there's guys that are still going to be on yeah. this team going forward because they're youthful. But you mentioned like the combination of Preston Smith, Gary being kind of that in between of like. I mean, relative to the team, he's a little bit older, but it's it's awesome. I, I think they have a good core. It's really just tighten up the secondary at some point, and what happens with safety, what happens with Jazz Health Stokes going for it, like. There's a couple different things in factor, but I'm excited and optimistic, like you said, where that talent is, because if it comes down to it, and we get a new o- DC that's a little bit more well established, a little bit more notoriety, has had some success actually in the league before at defense. You know, maybe in the top half would be good. You know, above average is cool, <laughs> and we're still not having a good defense. That would be a problem. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what that looks like, but hopefully the defense can lock up the Panthers this weekend. You know, let's get to the offensive side. So the offense is pretty similar to what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, the defense, I would say maybe one or two popped up that we haven't seen, but kind of, you know, the the same old hat, if you will, for the offensive side of the ball. We know AJ Dillon's been battling that thumb injury. He's an absolute stallion, a warrior if if you if you will, and um he's limited participant all week, questionable. Um and it looks like he's you know more than likely ready to go. So shout out to him, Aaron Jones Betting on knee and a finger. So that's unfortunate. Not only does, you know, they they share a backfield, Aaron Jones and Aaron AJ Dillon, but they're also dealing with hand injuries which aren't fun. So limited participant. Um he has no injury designation, which is great. The finger I'm not too concerned about cuz I don't remember anything happening in the game, but the knee as always a concern, especially with mm-hmm. Aaron Jones. We know those flare up with him once in a while. Sticking looked, in the skill position. He looked really good though. He, he looked really great. Good He looked phenomenal
3: he didn't really look like he had been battling an injury so i think that i think that maybe he took an extra week um which was really important like maybe he could have played versus the giants but to have that you know extra break and then really just show that he despite the injuries has not lost a step in his game i think that was really good for him just like a good confidence boost for him the team the fans just kind of everyone to know like aaron jones is still that guy despite the injury so especially because aj Dillon was out with that thumb injury so hopefully this is a week that we can maybe get both of them back in that backfield together which would be huge
1: yeah it honestly could be a like a a perfect storm you mentioned aaron jones he looked really really damn good in that first half and then they kind of went away from him people like to point fingers a lot at matt lafleur not using him enough i think part of that might have been matt lafleur the fact that they were down a little bit but also it's like similar to Eric Stokes things like he is coming back from injury. Let's let him get back up to speed. And now you mentioned Dylan coming back, Jones coming back. That should be a massive recipe for success on the road. Having some guys that maybe aren't fully you know ready on the offense or defensive side to be able to run the ball a little bit. We'll see how they carry over from there. skill positions. Janelle, probably the worst one on the skill side um, is Jaden Reed battling a toe and a chest DNP all week, but still questionable. So, a lot of grit from the boy or a lot of optimism from the the medical staff thinking that he'd be questionable of not practicing all week. We'll see what he can do. I would, you know, I always like to go into a week and try to at least mentally um, for myself, you know, have something circled in my head, red Sharpie, or tell people that are listening to this, who the red Sharpie person is you want to, 1130 East Coast, wherever you are, 90 minutes before the game, who you should be prepared for, uh, you know, the big, the tipping point one. Jane Reed is definitely one of them. I think that's one that's a massive player. I, you know, He's been one of my favorite players this year. He, I think he's probably the best receiver for the Packers. Um, it's been amazing to watch him progress. I'm super, super excited to see his career continue. So we'll see what he does. Um, but nonetheless, Christian Watson battling a hamstring. He DNP all week. DNP similar to Jaden Reed, but Christian Watson has a designation of doubtful. So highly unlikely we see him. Another weapon, a receiver, Dentavian Wicks, the darling, uh, an ankle, limited all week, questionable. My guess is he goes. I'm not too concerned about that. A player we haven't noticed on this list in a, in a long time uh, would be Emmanuel Wilson. And you might say, why Emmanuel Wilson? Well, he's coming off the IR, so he's got that 21-day window, which... Uh, myself, Janelle, and Eli, I've gotten very, very familiar with and how that works. So he's doubtful with the shoulder. I don't know when that window opened. My guess, based off when I did the injury report last week, Janelle, he wasn't on it then. So I'm guessing he got activated recently, and I didn't see that on Twitter this week. So they have a couple weeks if he makes it back. I guess he would have to be activated before the Chicago game. I think, uh, you know, that's how calendars work. So I'm thinking before the Chicago game on Christmas. Yeah. Excuse me, on New Year's Eve or, or the week after, I should say, in 2024, we'll see maybe what we'll happens. So keep,
3: we'll have to keep an eye out on elevations with maybe Kenyon Drake and Patrick Taylor. Kind of see
1: great one with
3: them because obviously with three running backs, your three top running backs. Um, which Patrick Taylor has actually done very, very well for himself. You know, he's kind of been that. Uh, practice squad darling for the Packers who is usually a practice squatter but gets elevated a lot and you know he's been doing pretty well. So it's nice to know that we have him as a viable option. Um, so just kind of we'll kind of keep an eye out on any elevations because that'll probably give us any indications here. Um, you know, we we know Wilson most likely will not play, but it'll give us, you know, indications with dylan and jones i'm sure at least one will be activated i'm you know almost guaranteeing um even though wilson's coming off of that ir um you know it's a tough one to come off of so he'll probably have a little bit more time because the packers even when guys come off ir um they don't tend to it seems like in recent uh history they're not playing right away if they don't need to
1: yeah totally agree. that's that's A great point like i always look for the players that are kind of that coin flip questionable player that ends up being active or not and then it's like well if he is active how much you get out of him to your point especially in the running back game absolutely in the running back game yeah with injuries with jones dylan wilson like who comes up i would assume man i mean it'd be crazy to activate four running backs but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but yeah, Patrick Taylor, Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake got some reps last week, which was cool. I don't think he did anything but pass protection, but um, nonetheless, it's interesting to see how that running back has the running back game has continued to evolve and even going a little off topic here, Janelle. Last week, the Colts established the run really, really well. They had Trey Sermon run the ball. Uh, former niners and then Tyler Goodson getting some reps in there for them too. Yeah, yeah. I was disappointed in that because like I'm a big Tyler Goodson fan, but it is what it is. Like it's it's cool that he was able to get some run there. But love if he was you know still on this team and you'd be able to activate him over these other guys. But yeah, this would have been
3: he would have had a lot of opportunities had they not you know cut his time here short.
1: Definitely definitely and we get down into the trenches Janelle a little bit Uh, Luke Musgrave Still battling that kidney injury, really weird, lacerated kidney, um, DNP all week, not listed injury status on yeah, Wednesday, he's out. You don't, don't want risk
3: when you're no. messing with organs, like you don't want to, <laughs> like it's not like a bump and a bruise, it's, you know, something vital to your existence, so um, I'm assuming they're going to be very, very careful with him, and um, you know, Tucker Craft is holding his own. So I think that gives them a little bit more peace of mind with being able to um, rest Luke Musgrave and let him kind of genuinely heal. And like, they don't feel any need to try and rush him back, which you really can't rush a kidney injury. But I think that there's a little bit less pressure um, now that Tucker Kraft has really stepped up.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And speaking, you know, speaking of Tucker Kraft and organs, like, battling last week with the injury he had there too his favorite his favorite movie or theater play definitely is the nutcracker as we saw on instagram and um honestly (laughs) jokes aside like ducker craft man that guy is i love the way he plays football and not only does he kind of like the
3: things that he has started to say where it's like he's just he's just got this like dog mentality yeah and then he goes out there and he's like he's he is matching his words to his game, which is really fun to see when a guy can, you know, talk the talk, walk the walk. And um, I know coming into the season, we're kind of like, you know, we've got two genuine tight ends that we can work with. And it's like Musgrave was getting into his own. He gets hurt and now Tucker Craft gets his chance and he's doing really well. So I think they're going to have a really good one to punch when Musgrave is able to kind of come back and be healthy. I think they're going to have like, I think the offense just in general, when they can get this group healthy is going to be really, really supportive for Jordan love and what he is able to do. It's going to be, this offense is going to be so fun for years to come. It's just a matter of a lot of young guys with a lot of injuries early on. That is really frustrating because then it's hard for them to kind of get into that rhythm, but hopefully, um, you know, this is just like a fluke year and these guys will get healthy. And then we're really going to get to start to see them kind of blossom into an elite offense, hopefully in the next couple years.
1: You took the words out of my mouth with the Tucker craft <laughs> thing, because it's like, not only is he saying things that make him seem like a dog or an absolute dude, but then he's going out there and doing it. And it's like, as a rookie yeah. man, you're just, you are mature beyond your years of the physicality that needs to happen. And hopefully that can continue to withstand. And to your point, like, yeah, a lot of young guys. I think the biggest thing on the offensive side of the ball now, or maybe two, stick stick with two, is the development of Jordan Love. I still think mechanically, because we never talk about Jordan Love, Janelle, ever on these episodes. He's never yeah. on the injury report, which is great. You know, knock on wood. Absolutely. But but the mechanics, <laughs> I feel, still still think they need to be tightened up. And then the bigger one, I think, is just figuring out that offensive line. What yeah. happens going forward? You know, as we progress, and even like in that same vein, like Elton Jenkins. Shoulder injury DNP on Wednesday, limited all week. No status, he should go. That's fine. Um, we saw you know Rashid Walker have a good week this last week, just another you know, lineman to mention. Um, of course, Caleb Jones' foot and an illness kind of progress towards full strength come Friday. We'll see if he even gets active for the game. He hasn't really done that. Luke Tenuta, ankle injury, limited participant all week. He is doubtful. Um, so a backup yeah. offensive lineman for the Packers, and I think Janelle. I think that's all the injuries that's 19 so um I do my best to bounce around but also earmark them as we have to circle around but we kind of went through all of them I I honestly think the path of success in this game depending on the health I'm not including Watson in this but the on the health of receivers being Wicks Reed um there's a potential to be able to move the ball through the air but I think they should be relying on the run game As we both said, with Dylan coming back a little bit better off that thumb, getting a little more comfortable with that. Aaron Jones, although he has two injuries now, limited all week. But having both of them there, I think it should be awesome. And I would try to run the ball a little bit more um, in the trenches. So we get to the other side of the field. Being or the other sideline, I should say, look at the Panthers, Janelle. First, uh, we'll start, normally we go on the reverse, but I'm going to start here with their injury, or excuse me, their IR. Nothing crazy as we get into later in the season for them. You know, a couple notable names, if you will. Uh, Hayden Hurst, as we know. Um, another one, LaVisca Chenault, a potential NFL you know, mock draft darling for the Packers years and years ago. Shout out Marcus Eversol. Uh, The other one I would mention as just a little tongue-in-cheek would be Justin McCray. Trey, former Packer, he has an IR right now. So they're not dealing with a ton of injuries from a, a longevity standpoint. And truthfully, this team, just talent-wise, you know, isn't very good. They, they're lacking a lot of substance. Their defense used to be really damn good. It's got some names there. It's not as great as it once was. Their offensive line is horrendous. Receiver play is, uh, you know, they probably have some B-minus receivers at best. And then, of course, the big they void will
3: being – with Adam Thielen, see Adam Thielen,
1: who they have played many, see Adam many
3: so I am hoping. I know this defense is very different from the one that you know used to match up with Thielen, but I'm hoping that just the knowledge on him, which he really hasn't even been, you know he he's not the player that he was in Minnesota with this Panthers no. team. So, you know he's not he's not as much of a threat as he once was, but he's still somebody that they are so familiar with that he should not be any kind of weapon going against this defense.
1: Yeah. And he came out strong earlier in this year. Um, maybe a little less productive since then from what I've observed, but yeah, he's not what he was two three years ago, getting easily a hundred receiving yards or excuse me, a hundred receptions. Yeah. But I will say like it, I kind of alluded last was a good game, but Chris Godwin was the guy. in another situation where you got veteran receiver Adam Thielen going up against a young secondary, albeit Bryce Young probably a tier below Baker Mayfield's production or skill set. Maybe Adam Thielen, you know, a half tier below Godwin or Mike Evans, but still a not an overly promising matchup when you have a, a you know receiver a receiver that can make plays. You know, he's not going to run past you, but he's a great route runner. And Bryce Young is going to be willing to throw the ball because why not let's let, let's get the you know let's get the ball loose but we'll see what happens with that offense and sticking to the offensive side of the ball Janelle, let's get through their injury report here most of the injuries on their offense are within the tight end group uh steven sullivan ian thomas tommy tremble all had limited availability this week and they're trending towards playing now John, this is a new one for me what does N-A n mean? a N-A mean for The game status, my guess as I'm going through this is I'm assuming it wasn't available for Packers.com to put out at the time. So I'm just going to say unavailable, but other guys are available for the injury report. So I'm kind of confused. We've never had that before. Um, I don't know what to expect of it, but Ian Thomas uh, is questionable. And like I said, Tommy Tremble with an illness, not available, as I said on on Friday for the status. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, So the tight end room for them is a little bit banged up. Hayden Hurst, as we already said, is out for the season. That would mean de facto, I don't even know if they have a tight end. They actually don't have a tight end available. They have to go down to the practice squad. And I don't even know who that would be at this point. Maybe Chris Pierce? I'm, I'm looking based off this injury report. So that's obscurely strange. More to the fact that probably Adam Thielen would need to have more productive games. So that's scary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> going to the offensive line, Taylor Motten uh, dealing with a knee rest. He DNP'd Wednesday. Very, very prevalent on this injury report for them. That was kind of the conversation you and I had before the recording. It was like, man, it's an optimistic one for them, right? They hold guys out maybe a little, but then they're a full participant later in the week or they trend in a better direction. So that's what happens with Taylor Martin David Sharp, he's with an illness, limited all week. Seems like there's a little illness going on, Janelle. There are... Six guys mm. on this injury report with illnesses. Um, you know, it's the time of the year, right? Holiday season. I'm trying to do my best to not kill my immune system. Um, you know, I'm going to beat it to all hell the last, the next nine days of life. But you got to, you know, life's about balance. So we got to figure out how to uh, get that right. And we're going to be around kids. You know, Janelle, as you know, human petri yep. dishes, families coming around. We got we to stay healthy. And it looks like the Panthers having a little bit of an illness issue here. That's all they have on the the offensive side of the ball, Janelle. The other ones are on the defense. But truly, I don't know if you have any takeaways on the offensive side or what you would expect. We kind of already hit on the Adam Thielen thing. But, I mean, the only thing I'm seeing is the tight end room and maybe the edges with the tackles is a little bit banged up. But I'll tell you that it looks, they're, they're in a fairly decent spot, albeit the overall talent not that great for this team.
3: Yeah, it is funny that I completely forgot Andy Dalton was with the Panthers until I saw him on the injury report with an illness. Sure. So it's always – funny to kind of just see where andy dalton is these days but you know i think that andy dalton not a terrible quarterback so he can be a good ear in bryce young um so i definitely think you know not still their talent level although not concerning it's still it's this is a get right game for the packers i feel like like Don't play down to their level, play up to yours kind of thing. So I really hope that they can go out there and despite all the injuries, they, you know, adversity is kind of part of the Packers name at this point. So um, I feel like they, they have gone out and won big games with a lot of these injuries in play. So I feel like they kind of can't use them as an excuse at this point um, when they've been able to work around them and beat teams like the chiefs. So, I think that that I, I don't want to have any excuses, even though there's a lot of guys who are banged up right now because they've had a lot of guys who have stepped up and shown um, that despite the injury report that they can go out there and win games. So this it's unfortunate to see such a long list of guys who are banged up right now. But hopefully, you know, if you can get – your backups, right. And if they can go out there and ball, then you don't have to rush these injuries back and you can kind of let guys rest a little bit longer, heal up a little bit longer. Um, If, if something were to happen and the Packers actually do make the playoffs, then you would definitely want a lot of these guys to be extra well-rested. So if you can rely on those backups and those secondaries and your second stringers and guys like that to just step up and do their job to let these guys be able to kind of heal their bodies for when it might matter more. Um, I think that's gonna be crucial. So no excuses in my in my book. The Packers should go out there and be able to find a way to win despite this CVS receipt long list of players on the injury report.
1: <laughs> tough, tough needle to thread though. Like we're trying to get guys healthy as you make a push to the end of the year to possibly get into the playoffs, but not doing yourself any favors, losing some games back to back that you should have yeah. at least won one of them. So it's 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 tough, but I do agree that Hey, if you're gonna get into the playoffs and just lay an egg because you beat the hell out of your team the last month, well, there's what's, what's the point? So yeah, we'll it's kind of you know, a...
3: give and take. Like, where where is the risk worth it? And I mean, like, guys should never be out there risking it if they're not like, if they can't go, then they can't go. But you also don't want to risk an injury becoming more than it is because you're trying to um, get a guy going before their body will let them. So, like, yeah, their mind probably is telling them it's okay, but if their body is not letting them, um, you just kind of have to trust that the guys around you can get that job done.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And getting to the defensive side for the Panthers, main name, as most people probably know, on the Panthers' side of the ball would be Brian Burns. He is dealing with that illness. Um, Sat out on Wednesday and Thursday, full participant Friday, no designation. So you look for him to go and definitely probably be a little bit of a menace um, coming off the edge for that defensive front. Sticking in the linebacker game, especially outside linebacker, Yatira Gross Mattis also had an illness. Looks like an you know that same thing is going on for uh, his counterpart Burns. DNP DNP Friday with a full, so he's good to go. Um, Claudin Chairless linebacker knee limited all week. Full participant on Friday again. I already painted the narrative. It's continued to be prevalent here that they ramped up all week it's amazing good good for them questionable for him and then the final linebacker is marquise haynes back illness dnp dnp full participant so similar cadence for those linebackers be between um burns haynes and gross mattis so good for them if you're a panthers fan listening to this um, they're in better shape the final two are safeties sam franklin quadricep and a back limited all week. He is questionable, and his counterpart Xavier Woods with an illness—the sixth illness, as we mentioned—limited, limited, full participant, and he's there on Friday. So it seems, or it seems like he'll be, you will be playing. It seems like a lot of the guys that had the illness, you know, as they like went through this kind of, they sat him out most of the week or had him limited, and then by Friday it's like, hey, if you want to play, you got to play. And it, it, depending what the sickness is, you know, unless it's something crazy. By the time you get back to the locker room on Monday, Tuesday, you know, do some uh, medical stuff for some treatment, do some tape by Wednesday, Thursday, it's probably a little bit better than just being cautious. So, um, they look in a good shape. Honestly, it seems like more of the you know trenches guys, uh, linebackers, tackles, tight ends, not a lot of skill positions for them. So, um, you have to be optimistic if you're a Panther fan, you still have some of the, the key guys at your skill position. So they're looking in good shape, but, um, all intents and purposes, I think the Packers 100% win this game. Um, if they don't, man, it's going to be a bad Christmas. It's going to be it's going to be horrible. You know, um, you might as well at this point just put coal in my stocking, box up a bunch of sticks for me. Don't even put them in a box; just throw them under the tree, and I will just take it as is. But it's tough. It's um, I you know, last week as many do, just I was I was done with Joe Barry. I'm pretty much done with Joe Barry at this point. But if he cares about his I guess reputation this league or his football reputation and my opinion means nothing to him because he's grinded it out but like there's no way he's back at the Packers next year it's almost impossible like at least put some good tape forward doing some things that gets you a job going forward Joe I think that'd be a good idea outside of that see what the defense can do um, with these guys that are banged up and we have some you know serious injuries around there and let's see what that secondary can do but Albeit, Packers play at noon, Lambeau time, versus the Panthers on Christmas Eve. It should be great. Um, I'm very, very much excited for it as we wrap up this season. I know we have football coming to a close, whether it be college, NFL, you know, we have college football playoffs coming. Bowl games are in full swing. I'm sure there's three three or four condiment bowl games going on right now, Janelle. Um, but it's it's a fun time of the year, and I'm excited to continue to talk about it with you and Eli as we go forward. Guys, again, if you haven't already followed pack a Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever we're putting out content these days, please do that. It helps us a lot. It supports us a lot. We really, really appreciate your interaction in that same vein. Please, if you haven't followed myself on Twitter yet, at Matt underscore Frey underscore, please do so. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F R A underscore. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't already subscribed, please do it. It's very simple. Little click, little tap, little button press very easy if you have some feedback you want to give us positive negative we appreciate you sharing with us uh, with us and of course as i always do and i will 100 percent be doing this, this weekend janelle i have some commuting going on as many of you do christmas going from here to there putting some miles on the vehicles no better time to catch up on some pack day podcast youtube with andy herman than those commuting at times. Throw that in. Listen to Andy talk about some different injury things, different some things around Joe Barry where this team sits. One of my favorite things to do on the weekend is kind of just listen to those as I'm doing things and no better time than right now as we're traveling. So appreciate all your guys' support, Janelle. Let everyone know where they can get in contact with you, what you got going on. And Janelle, feel free to explore the creative space here. Maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds. What's hockey looking right now? What the hell's going on with hockey? I know the women's uh well not women's hockey but uw uh women volleyball lost that sucks i know you had your ear to that but what's the hockey team looking like now what what do we got for hockey across the board whether it be women's hockey nhl etc
3: yeah i mean actually women's hockey um start of the year of the new year um the pwhl will be beginning their season which i'm super excited about um they've kind of put together, I believe it's six teams. So like professional women's hockey, which is super exciting to me. One of my favorite players from the USA team was drafted by Minnesota. So I'll be able to have the opportunity to go watch Kendall Coyne Schofield play in my home arena. So they'll play at the XL right now, I believe where the wild play, but very exciting time for women's hockey. I know there's just a lot of great talent in women's hockey. Um, Badger women's hockey, always elite, so for the Wisconsin fans, always keep up with them. Um, even men's hockey at Wisconsin has been holding their own, so just a really good year for hockey in Wisconsin, and then, yeah, the women's te- uh, women's league, I'm very excited about this and just kind of seeing where it goes. Um, I know that they've had professional women's hockey, but this is a genuine professional league that I'm very excited about um, just because I've followed so much of this talent with the USA teams. And um, I think it's going to be, I know a lot of people maybe won't want to tune in, but I think that um, it's a really good opportunity to dabble in women's sports. Um, I know they're kind of in more of those hockey cities, but I think that it's going to be, it's going to be really good for the game. And I know they've got a lot of support from the NHL. So I'm very excited to kind of see, um, just kind of where that's going to start and how that's going to go. I think that will start the first week of January. Um, so that's just kind of something that I've been keeping my eye on. Uh, so yeah, hockey's good right now. I think there's a lot of good things, new things coming into the hockey realm right now and the wild, I believe are at 500. So, uh, Hmm. life could be worse. Um, so, both my teams, not impressing, but they're holding on for dear life, it sounds like. So, um, yeah, hockey hockey is what it is right now, but, I mean, before we know it, it'll be Stanley Cup playoffs and life will be good. But um, make sure that for any hockey, Packers, all that good stuff in between, like you mentioned, I was following Badger Volleyball, which, unfortunately, they lost to Texas, who... Ended up winning, which they're back-to-back champions now. So um, the top three teams with Nebraska, Texas, and Wisconsin, it was going to be a really fun battle no matter what. Obviously, Wisconsin, we wish they would have played a little bit better, but still a fun season nonetheless. So any random other sports like that and anything that I find important enough to talk about, you can find on my Twitter account or X, if that's what you're calling it now, uh, at Big Mac underscore four and i do just want to give a shout out to mason crosby who has found another new home with the giants and thank you for not going there till after we've played so that i don't have to root for you because i think that would have destroyed my heart so fun to see him kind of continue his journey in the nfl um and i hope that he can go out there and do something special for them
1: wild we i forgot about that that he was what signed with the rams last week or two weeks ago and i saw yeah the rams are the dead to me. how
3: dare they mistreat it's my wild. boy like that <laughs>
1: Really, but
3: it's. I think the Giants kicker. I think he's hurt, so it sounds like Crosby will actually get a chance to kick during the game.
1: The Silver Fox getting some reps out there. Yeah, shout out to him, of course. No, no ill will. No ill will towards Mason Crosby. That guy's an absolute beast. No,
3: I think if you talk ill of Mason Crosby, you're just a terrible person.
1: (laughs) I agree. I totally agree with you. Amazing. Janelle, you went over thirty seconds or forty five seconds. I, did. I'm well, sorry. You just I hockey uh hockey
3: and, cool. and just kinda cool. get into it.
1: Hockey, hockey does have a special place in my heart. I grew up kind of playing some pond hockey with some friends local. One of my favorite, one of my best friends growing up, she was a really good hockey player, played with the boys growing up. And I can only imagine if there was something like this twenty years ago an opportunity for playing professional hockey as a, as a female or a woman that would be like, wow, that's incredible. But she was always having to gut it out against the boys. And I respect her a ton for that. And, but hockey's great. I wish we had a a team in Wisconsin, you know, you're blessed with the wild and every other team that you root for, I know. And along the way, but hockey's great. It's the time of the year to to dive in and sharpen the skates, get out on the pond. Fortunately, it's about 45 degrees here in Wisconsin right now as a recorder, at least for tomorrow. So that's strange, but um, nonetheless, guys, hope you enjoyed their injury report breakdown again. Very similar to what we've seen, probably a little bit more injuries than normal with 19 designations for the Packers or 19 players on that list with some de- de- designations going into Sunday's game. Um, albeit you guys, I hope you're able to be well during this holiday season. Merry Christmas, everything in between that you celebrate. We hope you enjoy it. Safe travels to you, of course. Enjoy it with family. Take some time away from your cell phone, your laptop, whatever. I think it's important. Important to rest and get some recovery um, mentally before we get into 2024, which um, is a political year, Janelle. So that's really exciting. But nonetheless, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Take care, be well, and of course, as always, go go Paco.